Then, uh, they say it ain't easy. Have their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break, the great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not going to lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. There's no way I'm not going to have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep. Own this rep. The New York Jets. can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris, everybody. Probably the number one Nick fan in the state of Texas, too. <laughs> Oh, I love that. We'll get to those bockers in one sec. You know them. You love them. Number one tight end in college football history. The big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk in the building. Nick, what's up? Muted. Muted, Wook. Muted. Oh, I'm sorry. My fat finger finger missed the unmute button. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's (laughs) having a great night. You know what? It's episode 199. We'll get it down. At some point. We'll get it down. It's all good. At some point, I'll, I'll be a professional. Welcome to the show, Wookie. Happy to have you here as always. Michael, Wook, we're going to talk about big old Al Woods joining the Jets. We're going to finish off, guys, talking about some of these draft picks we didn't get to last week, a few guys. And then we're going to talk about just a few of the undrafted free agents. And the schedule drop. If you're listening right now to AEBG, you don't have to wait for NFL Network. We got the schedule. We got it, baby. Mike has the whole schedule. You know what I'm saying? So we're about to talk about that in a second, too, man. I can't wait. I'm hyped, guys. Before we do any of that, though. You see my boy right there in Texas with his Nick hat on. You see him with the jersey on. Guys, I, I think we talked about it last month. I want to see if you guys agree with this statement I'm about to make. There's no team in New York sports that brings together everybody like the New York Knicks. That's right. We don't have it in football, right? There's probably more Giant fans. There's a ton of Jet fans. Number two in attendance last year. No big deal, guys. Again, New York Jets last year. Ton of Jet fans. Ton of Mets fans. Yankee fans everywhere, right? Hockey. I know we got a ton of Ranger fans, but there's still Islander fans floating around out there. Guys, I don't know Nets fans. I know. I see that they have people go to the games. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure the people in Brooklyn that root for the Nets, right? But everybody I know is a Knicks fan. All my friends, all my family, all my extended family. Like, And when the Knicks are playing well like they are now, like last night, you know, we had the chat going, all of us messaging each other. So hyped, man. I just don't think there's another team, guys. That brings everyone together like the Knicks because pretty much everybody roots for the Knicks, right? That's right. That's right, man. And really the only team that unifies the city. And so, look, I'm satisfied to see them as far as they've gotten. I really like this core team. I think they're well-balanced. I think they're well-coached. Um, they're going to have tr- they're gonna have their challenges against Miami on Friday. I'm just hoping for the best, man. Wookie. Real quick, and we'll get on to the Jet stuff here. New York Knicks, I know you're a big Knicks fan as well. Jalen Brunson. I'll say it, man. I was 100% wrong on Jalen Brunson. Oh, me too. I've never probably been more wrong ever with anyone coming to any of my teams. 
You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, me either. Yeah. With me overthinking the guy's going to be great and he stinks or the other way. Never, Wookie. Jalen Brunson last night, 38 points, put the squad on his back. Look, Randall played well. Barrett played well, too. But Jalen Brunson, Wookie, is he just playing at a level that no one could even comprehend it when we signed him this summer? Well, I think a lot of people in New York that maybe didn't get a chance to see him play where he was before he came here, I could understand. Not, all right, you knew he was a good player, but I, and I was wrong as well. I didn't know he was this good of a player. This, I mean, you're talking about a top 10, top 5 point guard at this point, and we got him. And that was a great move, it turns out, and I'll happily say that I was wrong. I'm glad that I was wrong because it looks like we got a gem out of this. And where was Donovan Mitchell in that first round? I mean, I, lo I, lo I mean, I, I love that dude. I love that our best player on the team has the ball in his hands all the time. That's great. In two in NBA 2023, that's a good way to have your team structured. Randall played good last night. Barrett stepped up. Those three guys, guys, they, they put up 100 and something points, the three of them combined. So kudos to the Knicks. Game six is going to be tough. But let me just tell you something, Mike. Let me tell you something, Michael Garris. If the Knicks win game six and they're heading into MSG for game seven, look, I know three games in a row is tough. I know it's tough. But the roof will blow off MSG into space if they take a W, Mike, versus the Heat in Game 7. I'm getting ahead That's of myself. Right. I know that. Game you know 6 it. still the goal. But those are our boys, man. They get us emotional, the Knicks. But let's talk real quick. We're getting into these draft picks. The only really big news besides the schedule dropping Mike this week is the Jets signed big old Al Woods. 6'4", 340-pound monstrosity for the defensive line. Guys, I didn't send Mike these pictures. I want all AEVG fans right now that are listening. Uh, stop for a second, pause if you're in your car, take a look, just Google Al Woods and hit images in Google. Look at the size. Michael, look at the size of his arms. He's a monstrosity. We're putting this man in the middle next to Quinnen. You know, now he's not going to play every play, of course. Um, we have some other signings there too, but I think that's a great move by the Jets. I know he's bounced around a little bit, Mike. He's played on, check this out, Mike. Saints, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Titans, the Colts, Seattle, a second time, to the Jaguars, then back to Seattle again for a third time. But the third time he went to Seattle, he's actually, his last two years, he's 36 years old, but his last two years have been his best years. Mike, last year he had eight, eight and a half run stuffs. Big, just crushing catch at the line of scrimmage, Mike. What do we got here? 39 tackles for him last year, five tackles for a loss. For comparison's sake, Quinn only had five run stuffs. So that's a guy you're going to stick in the middle, Mike. I think that's a good signing by the Jets. When you look at the depth chart on the defensive line, Mike, and you see that, you know, you have Quentin Jefferson there, who is a good defensive tackle. Pretty much kind of like gets after the quarterback more than being a run stopper. This seems like a logical guy to slide in. I know he's older, but these are the type of guys the Jets are bringing in when they open up a little cap space, right, Mike, with the Rodgers right. contract. And then now that Rodgers is here, guys like this are like, oh, I'm going to go to the Jets. I mean, we, we, we might see more of this before the season, uh, the season starts, right, Mike? I just, yes, I, I definitely think that is the case. And I think that that signing really did solidify that defensive line um, to the point where now if there's anyone else that we add or um, there's any injuries that it could sustain what's needed uh, to provide the value that's going to be uh, needed for a deep playoff run. But I wanted to just quickly say, because I know we're going to get into the uh the schedule release we're going to talk our, our draft picks and then we're going to schedule release but you said yo i know we're gonna we're gonna go live we're gonna be watching the uh schedule release party and you're like it's like three hours and it just takes forever to see the schedules but i bet you anything the jets will probably be they'll probably be up there son i'm watching it right now number one son all first over. team first team son solo plastered 
<laughs> it's all Jets right now, son. I, I couldn't keep talking without our fans listening. So the Jets are all you. over NFL Network. It's the whole Jet schedule. Talking to Salah, Monday Night Football. I can't. I, I can't wait. Man. I can't. I can't wait. They let. They it. did exactly what you said. They let off with the Jets, man. There he is. <laughs> there he is, guys. There he is. Our boys. There you're right. <laughs> Best oh, odds man. to win the Super Bowl right now on NFL Network Live, guys. Jets are looks like we're fifth highest rated. Um, the fifth best odds. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I got the whole Mike, schedule. We're gonna get in the schedule in a sec. We got the whole schedule ready to roll, guys. And a lot of Jet fans are probably watching that live now. Maybe they jump on here after take a listen to us because we're gonna break it all down. The Wookie's gonna give his win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. The New York Jet schedule to be a lot of fun. Um, Mike, the, the, the draft picks we didn't get to last week, though. Oh boy. Few, a few guys, a few of these guys could be some studs. A few of these guys could be some steals. Why don't I start off here with Carter Warren, Mike? We're not going to hit you with no video package. We'll get through these guys pretty quick so we can talk about the schedule for the Jet fans out there. I'm not sure. I know Jet fans do their due diligence, man, once someone's drafted. But I hope they did their work on this guy, Carter Warren, Mike. Because when I started looking into, you know, why why did he slide to where he gripped him up? We got him at 100, pick 120 in round four. And we spoke about how the previous year, he, you know, he was rated – very highly, maybe mid-second round draft pick, right? Yep. Maybe with a good combine, get top of the second round. Came back this year to solidify that. Maybe move to the back end of that first round. Blew his knee out in the fifth game, you know. So hurt his draft stock. But when you go through the reasons that Jed gripped him up, guys, um, the length is one thing that sh- that sh- jumps out at me, Mike. Yeah, we were talking about you want your guys to have length. You want these tackles to have length. Eighty-five inch wingspan. For Carter Warren. That's like Let me do the math for you guys. That's seven foot wingspan, Mike. And he's six foot five. That's bananas. When you look, I, I saw that 35 and three inch arm. He's almost at 36 inch length arms. Um, that's the kind of size. I know it jumped out at Joe Douglas. That's the kind of size and kind of things they look for in the NFL. And you, you obviously have to have some skills too, which he does. I know there's some things he has to work on when it comes to um, his athleticism. But when it comes to pass protection, 1,129 snaps, Mike, in pass protection. In his college career, only gave up seven sacks. So when you're playing left tackle, that's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good um, pretty good. Pretty good rate. His hands, too, when you go look, one of these things you keep seeing people talk about, Mike, is the hand work on him. He can use both hands separate from one another, which maybe the Wookiee or Sammy could explain that better than I could when it comes to being in the trenches. And, and keeps away, but apparently his handwork is tremendous. Look, like I said, there's some things to work on. The MC, MCL injury, Mike, um, that's not ideal, but that's not that's not a major injury. That's that's one you could bounce back from. I know he has the quick reaction time to the snap, um, the run game. Maybe he has to work on maybe his athleticism a little bit. But you can see why they grabbed him up, Mike. They have Billy Turner. They grabbed for some depth. But they have Dwayne Brown. Dwayne's Brown, 37. They have Beckton, Mike. Max Mitchell is a fourth rounder from last year. So, I mean, this guy, from what I've read, Mike, if he's healthy, there's an outside chance. He's at least competing if Becton's hurt, you know, or some things fall through. He could be competing to play this year. More time than people would think. That's how the Jets view him. They view him as a guy that could have been a second-round pick to the level of a Titman. But they got him in the fourth. That's how the Jets view this kid. You know, and they say there's a few things they need to work on with him, Mike. But they view him as a future starter, which I was... Not necessarily surprised by, but sometimes, and this happened with a tight end you're going to get into too, that you love Coons. Sometimes these guys have injuries. Obviously, because of that, your draft stock will go down depending on where you were. He seems like one of those dudes, Mike. Sports Illustrated has him listed. You can go look right now on the Jets part of Sports Illustrated. Click on New York Jets. 
maybe potentially one of the top five steals of the entire NFL draft. Mike. This guy right here. So that's tremendous stock right there. What did you think, Mike, with them grabbing a the guy? Now, I know when we I heard the name Carter Warren. I didn't know it off the top of my head. It wasn't on my draft board, but I saw Pittsburgh. I looked into it, Mike. Seems like this is a tremendous value pick for where they grabbed him. Yeah, I think this is another example of Joe Douglas just taking advantage of the situation. Carter fell because of injury, but he had the metrics, the measurables, he had the production. He has the skill set and that that ceiling that you want to look for in 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 a player that you're going to get in the fourth round. Uh, this guy probably would have went in the second if he had gotten out uh, a year earlier, but he was trying to increase his stock and then the injury ended, ended up decreasing his stock. But... This kid is from New York, around the area. Um, yeah, so Patterson, New Jersey. Aware, yeah. Patterson, New Jersey, excuse yep. me. So um, he is fully uh, enveloped in the culture. And and um, I think the Jets believe in this kid. And, you know, I just think that um, when you have a pick like this, especially in a place of need, um, this is how you mitigate uh, the risk that we have at offensive tackle. So if Mekhi Becton doesn't play, or we don't have one of the right tackles or Elijah Barrick Tucker can't move over to the right. We have a number of options and it adds to the depth. So I'm very happy with this pick and I really appreciate you educating me more on, on Mr. Warren. Yeah, and he blocked for our boy Abanaconda in, in college too, which we hate. they have that going for him, guys. A second team all ACC 2021, one of the oldest players in the draft too. So he's coming in with 39 starts at left tackle was the team captain at Pittsburgh. I always love to see that. I love the team captain guys getting drafted up, Mike. Mike, what do you want to do? You want to go chronological? The next pick would be Zaire Barnes. You want me to just get into him? Yeah, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. Let me do that. Um, so, guys, the next guy we're going to talk about here, I am really excited about all these late-round picks because it seemed like it was a theme here. Mike got to it last week. The theme was athleticism. Now, Zaire Barnes, guy out of Western Michigan, six foot, 235 pounds. Round six, pick 184. Now, when you dig into him, you're like, well, you know, is this a guy that's going to fit the jet mold? Now, if you look at the undrafted free agents they got, the guys they took the last two years, National Dean, um, a few other players that they try to convert, you know, kind of play that weak side linebacker from safety. All of them are around have, I should say, all of them have some things in common, Mike. It's the size and the speed. And that's kind of what this guy is going to bring to the table here. It's really, really good in coverage. He already knows, because he's already said it, that he potentially is kind of geared for being in a special team situation to start his NFL career off, which a lot of good linebackers start off. Bart Scott that a lot of good guys did. But Mike, he has tremendous speed. You're talking about a guy that ran a 4 5 4 40 time, has a 34-inch vertical. If you look at the combine, he would have stacked up there with any of the other linebackers when it comes to athleticism, okay? Spies the gaps well, Mike. Instinctive at the line of scrimmage. Like I said, his man coverage is really, really good. Crushes blockers. That's the one of the things you'll see. We didn't put together a video package, guys. But if you go take a look, he really does get after the blockers. And I think, you know, when you look at his season last year, Mike, 94 tackles, five tackles for a loss, one and a half sacks, three fumbles recovered, one interception, eight pass breakups, double-digit tackles in, in three different games, 13 tackles versus Ohio. So kind of across the board. I know it's Western Michigan, but yeah. across the board production for a guy, look, 6'1", 232, not the biggest. That wouldn't be a big linebacker on the NFL by any means. Me and Wookie are mean. All three of us are probably bigger than that right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, let's be real. So, I mean, we at least got the height. I know I got the – I'm probably right around that weight too. <clears throat> so, I know I like this pick. He's smart, instinctive. Um, It seems like for what we're going to do, Mike, at weak side linebacker and the guys they like – I'm not saying he's going to play a lot next year. Probably be a special teamer. But the type of players they like, 
he fits that mold. At least what we're doing out at, at weak side linebacker because the Jets are trying to get these kind of undersized guys, safeties they've converted, all around the same size and the same speed. He seems to fit the same skill set. A guy you take a chance on that maybe could develop into something here, Mike. And I think, look, linebacker was a whole – so maybe he wasn't someone that had the, you know, was at, go to, went to as flashy of a school. But yeah. when you're in the when you're in this round, Mike, you're in round six. You take a chance on someone with this level of athleticism, and I think he's going to contribute right away this year on special teams. That's what's up. Look, he just fits the mold of what Joe Douglas is doing. He's going after guy high ceiling guys with high athletic scores, and that's going to really fit the next two people that I'm going to talk about. Um, if you want to start moving into that realm. But I that was a good call there. I hope he's able to win a, uh, a starting spot at that weak side or or maybe even if he's going to be playing slot corner, we'll see what happens. But definitely has some a skill set there um, to help out with, uh, or not slot corner, excuse me, if he's going to help with safety if they want to move him back there, if he's flexible to do that. But I think he's going to be helping out in the, in the linebacking sector. I'm not sure if we're gonna we're gonna sign another Quan Quan Alexander, but uh, if not, uh, this is another option for Joe Douglas in that defense. Yeah. Now another guy, Mike, is this corner we grabbed from LSU. Why don't you tell us a little bit about him? He seems like he's pretty versatile as well. Yeah, Jared Bernard Converse. Look, guys, look from a from a height and hands and forty perspective, he was above eighty percent uh, from hands. He was seventy three percent, but forty. He ran a four four forty. Um, he had a vertical of a 42-inch, 98%. I mean, this guy was off the charts from an athletic perspective. Um, his sophomore year, he racked up 44 tackles. His junior year, he had uh, 33 tackles. But when you go look at what the quarterback threw against them, he, uh, quarterback rating was at 82.7 his junior year. Quarterbacks were at 111 his sophomore year. So you could see his coverage skills got better from one year to the next. And then his senior year, he ended up having 46 tackles, five assists, uh, 19 stops, 11 pass breakups. And uh, the 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 uh, quarterback rating went down again, 81.9. So this kid did show some remarkable improvement uh, at his time playing for the Cowboys. Um, his strengths really is his hands, his powerful hands, and he tracks the ball really, really well and does a great job with his head around uh, around the, the play to get in there within an, in plenty of time without getting any flags thrown on him. So that's some of the crazy strength he has. Um, he's extremely aggressive and comes up with, uh, to the body with not too much uh, impact to the player so that he causes issues uh, with flags. So that's really good that he's able to be flexible like that. His weaknesses, though, he tends to struggle with changing in direction. Um, he's not the best in transitioning out of drives. Um, so there's some work that he needs to do. But this guy is off the charts from an athletic perspective. He did play at LSU, and those guys translate well to the next level. So we're going to see what what uh, Jack Bernard Converse brings to the uh, Jets defense. What do you think about this pick? I thought it was a good pick. I mean, when I looked into him, I didn't know who he was when they grabbed him up. Like a lot of these fifth or sixth or seventh round guys, Mike. And I saw that at Oklahoma State, he was a stud. He was all conference transfers to LSU. That's the SEC. I mean, that's the top level. One of the gripes, Mike, was that he gave up a lot of touchdowns. I saw that. Was good in coverage. Had probably gave up too many touchdowns. But I mean, the SEC, that's the top 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 level they, they saw a lot of things they like with him i know especially when it comes to the athletic score mike he didn't go to the combine but if you took his pro day numbers he would have had the sixth sixth highest athletic score at the combine of any corner 
And like wide receiver, corners and wide receivers, a ton of those guys go to the combine. So it's not like he sticks out of 16 guys. That's out of a ton of dudes. So, yeah. I mean, athletically, Mike, you know he's a stud. I thought I, I read, Mike, this is someone they might look at when it comes to the safety position because of the speed and because he does have experience. He's played the slot. He's played safety. He's played outside. Kind of played all over the place. Kind of yeah. fits the mold when it comes to Joe Douglas. 56 starts in his college career and a tremendous tackler. So another guy that, you know, we might start the year off, Mike, and you might see this guy be on special teams. But it seems like a lot of these – at least at the corner position, Joe Douglas is able to find some okay, decent guys later in the draft in the previous years. Not, I'm not saying they're great or anything like that, but at least guys that are formidable if we need them in a pinch. This could be one of those dudes at pick 204. But the guy I'm most excited about to talk about is the next guy, Michael. Just because of the athletic score, the size, it almost doesn't make sense. The size and the speed and everything going on with our boy Zach Koontz. Want to tell everybody about this tight end at Old Dominion. <laughs> so, guys... Um... I, I really enjoyed this draft pick, but uh, just this draft, but in particular, this pick that we got in the seventh round, I'm going to tell you why this is probably either my second or third favorite pick in the entire draft. Period. This tight end is the most explosive tight end ever drafted in the history of the NFL draft. And I'm not saying that, you know, with hyperbole, I'm being absolutely real. His raw athletic score is the highest in the history of catching athlete, uh, raw athletic scores for tight ends since back since 1987. 40-yard dash, he had a four, he ran it in four, five, five. Vertical jump, 40 inches. Broad jump, 10 <laughs> feet, eight inches. Short shuttle, 4.12 seconds. Guys, that's, that's receiver speed. Okay, three cones, 6.87. That's like what Julian Edelman does, guys. Okay, bench press, twenty-three reps. That I'm not, uh, you know, messing around. This is the best, uh, most explosive tight end that has ever been drafted. He's six-eight. This cat, two hundred and fifty-five pounds, towers over opposing defenders and causes mismatches. He's a mismatch nightmare, and he can run the Y, the F, the slot. He also is really good at being able to recognize and read defenses and shift what routes he's going to be running so from a from an intellectual perspective he really has it out there um his another really great thing about him is his catch radius giant catch radius which creates more opportunities so think about how you know keith talked about the length of the arms of our tackle same type of concept with with zach so when you're like going out there to throw on the pylon, his he's able with those mitts, able to grab the ball where no other cornerback's yep. going to be able to get it. Okay, so he great it brings more opportunity, right? Good hands, body control, tracks the ball, all that stuff. Now here's the negatives. Negatives is the lack of production, right? He only played five games in his senior season. He went out due to injury. And he's not really the greatest yak guy, so yards after catch. And he definitely needs work with his blocking. But let me got, let me give some context um, to the production argument. So we just said uh, he only played like five, four games his senior season. That's why he fell. In 2021, however, he did play all 13 games his junior year. And he averaged about 53 yards a game and about 10 catches, uh, 10 reception, 10 yards uh, per catch that season as a junior. Now, for in retrospect, Travis Kelsey, his senior season, 
averaged 55 yards a game and caught about 16 yards per catch. And Gronk averaged about 53 yards per game with 14 yards per catch. So if you take Zach Kuntz, one season he did play all 13 games, it is comparable to what Kelsey and what Gronk did in their senior seasons in or their last season, excuse me, nice. in college. What do you think? Yeah, that's that? sick. I didn't even know that. That's that's. I didn't even think about it like that because production was kind of a. I mean, he only has the one year as a starter, so obviously you didn't see a lot of production. One thing to, to note, I'm going to ask Wookie about this in a second because he was a former college football tight end, the greatest of all time, as we always mention, guys. The two years that he sat on the bench at Penn State, he had Pat Fryermuth in front of him, who's you know as good a college tight end as you're going to see drafted in the NFL. He's playing for the Steelers right now, starting in the NFL, so he wasn't getting a lot of burn there. Goes to Old Dominion for the one year, and I thought. Oh, number one high school football coach in the nation. You got here before we got to the schedule, Sammy. Nice. We're just talking about uh, Zach Coons, the freak tight end that uh, we drafted in the seventh round, Sammy. Then we're going to jump on the schedule right now. But what was I saying, Mike? Um, Oh, yeah. So, I mean, look, doesn't have the production yet, but he had the one year at Old Dominion where he balled out. He went there to be able to get, you know, get the looks, get the reps he wanted. Mike, when I looked, he was a high school state hurdle champion, which is weird. You mentioned the athletic ability, and this is what I want to throw with the Wookiee here, because this kid had Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all recruiting. Obviously, he was pretty good, right, in high school as a tight end. But, look, why do you think it is that's the position? Like, I'll take Antonio Gates' Wookiee for, for example, right? Or a lot of tight ends like Waller or different guys that maybe didn't even play the position that long. Gates didn't play at all in college. He's one of the great tight ends of all time, but he has so good athletically a transition. Why do you think tight ends a position, Wookie, where guys are able to do that, where you don't really see a guy never play wide receiver and then play wide receiver in the NFL? But you see guys like this in the NFL. Well, I think it's because the, the the way that the tight end position progressed. Like, you can't think of it like when I played football, like when we were in high school, where a lot of the offenses, I mean, they were still pretty much, I mean, wing T. Sammy, tell you about the wing T. That thing's a fossil. It was a fossil then. We just didn't know it. Because that's the only thing we're being taught. So when the and and humans have just become more and more freakish of athletes, I, I think over the generations as well. So you get you get a position that is kind of fluid in the NFL, whereas you're not going to be asking unless there there's very rare tight ends that can block and be that guy that you 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 would like a Gates, yeah. where you, you know you're going to be a touchdown guy, you're going to be a volume guy at tight end. So when you get further and further up now, I believe it's such like a, a specific kind of a, a, a position where you can get away with being athletic like that because they're going to move you all around the field anyway. You're not going to be in line blocking a lot. You don't hear much about blocking tight ends that get drafted. <laughs> I mean, they exist. So that's what I think it is. I know what you mean. I know that makes that makes sense, Wookie. And I think if you're in the seventh round, where you, when you're fishing in the seventh round, this is the kind of area you look at. Sam, we haven't got a chance to talk to you about this monster yet. We took maybe a little bit last week. Six foot eight, two fifty five, ran a four five five. Sammy, he was first at the combine for tight ends in vertical jump, broad jump, three cone drill, and he bench pressed 225, 23 times. Which is, that's like a that's like a half that's like an offensive lineman who's like mid midway strong, right? So that's pretty good. Sammy, I know that doesn't mean a lot when it comes to the football field, but do you think they can take a guy like this and maybe teach him a few things and we have an, uh, a beast on our hands, maybe a steal here late in the draft? Yeah, for sure. You can't teach that kind of athleticism. That's wild. You know, those stats are crazy. And I think a guy like that, especially being young, he'll be like a short yardage, goal line type of dude who like they 
they throw him, they maybe put him in a slot. Maybe they put him out wide on man on an island, see what the kid's got. Like, yeah. he's probably a mismatch nightmare for a lot of defenses. So if you could, if oh, you you got could me. get him out in space and, like, do those kind of things with them, like, I think you, you give the kids some confidence, right, build them up a little bit. And then the route running and stuff, he'll get that eventually. You can't yeah. teach that kind of. That's what uh, Robert Sala basically said that. He's like, in football, you go get the freakish athletes like this guy, and then you try to figure out some of the other stuff after, you know, in certain situations. And I know, Mike, if he if he played all year this year, I know with Old Dominion in 2021, 73 catches, 692 yards, five touchdowns. If he put up a similar season to that this previous year that he was injured after that fifth game, I think you're going to see him go in the fourth or fifth round, just considering he would have, he would have had a little bit of production there to show for himself. And he has the athletic skill. I think he would have moved up a little, but unfortunately he did not. I think, I think that uh, he, if he had the production that would mimic Kelsey or had mimicked uh, Gronk or, or Andrews, if he got up to 800 something yards, I mean, he was, he was on pace to do better than his junior season before he got hurt. He only played very few games. So it's kind of hard to take that sample set and yeah, sure. left it out. But let's just say, I think he would have been way, I think he would have been in the third. I mean, given his, athletic profile we're talking about the number one most athletic tight end ever yeah. i mean vernon davis was the other one that was big time from a, a, a athletic perspective this guy's even more talented he has bigger hands he jumps fast he jumps higher runs faster okay this, this kid uh, guys I'm, I'm telling you right now like don't be surprised coming out at the end of the season this dude is tight end three tight end two yeah, I went back to check, Michael, because last year I remember the tight end I had taken in our SCFL draft, McBride, athletically did the same thing, tested crazy. So I was like, let me go look. Wasn't even close to that. Wasn't even close to Coots. He was like a 91, which is great, right? Tremendous. This guy was like completely 100, the highest guy anyone's ever seen. So ever. athletically, we know he's really good. Guys, some of these undrafted free agents, not too many high-profile guys. There's a few. Um, they got an edge rusher from Pittsburgh, Alexandre. They took in Malik Hall, linebacker from Southeast Oklahoma State. Now look, it's Division Two, guys. I get it. There's a reason they went out and grabbed this kid. Um, he ran one of the fastest 40 times, like a 4-4-2 40 time, which would have been the second fastest of any linebacker at the combine. Player of the year 2022 um, in Division Two for defense. So, I mean, he's a good player. They got Travis Dye. Now, guys, you probably know that name. Running back USC, guys. Now his pro day was garbage central. That could happen for a lot of reasons. You can just have a bad day, right, guys? But he rushed for 4,000 yards at USC and had 30 touchdowns. This is not a normal undrafted free agent. When I looked, I had to double check the numbers because I, I not last year, the year before that, um, he ripped Notre Dame up. And I know he has 666 attempts. Spooky. 666 attempts in his college career, six yards per carry average for dive. 5'10, 200 pounds, not the biggest guy. But 2021, he had 1,271 yards. So, I mean, good player. That's tremendous undrafted free agent signing. Undrafted free agent signing. The biggest high-profile guy we brought in, though, was Jason Brownlee, guys. He came in from Mississippi. They gave him a guarantee. Let me double-check here what it was. The guarantee of $256,000. He'll make the NFL minimum, obviously, if he makes the team. But when you guarantee an undrafted free agent that money, that's the same money, guys, that a fifth or sixth-round player Yep. We get guaranteed. Yep. yep. That's where the Jets had him rated. And if you look, Sports Illustrated, a lot of these places, the NFL, NFL.com had him projected probably a fifth or sixth round draft pick. 
The kid's 6'3", 195, 40-inch vertical, 34-inch length, guys. NFL size, great playmaker in college. So he's probably the most high-profile guy we brought in, the guy that most people that really know drafts. Like me and Mike, I think, did a pretty decent job with the first couple rounds. People that know the fifth, sixth, seventh round level dudes, they thought this guy was getting drafted. So he ended up on the team, which I like a lot. They gave out a few guarantees. EJ Jenkins got a guarantee. Waters, Trey Dean, another really good player from Florida, had a bad pro day. We brought him in. So keep an eye on all those guys when we go into, uh, you know, the off the, the summer here, guys. Some of those guys are going to be fighting for roster spots, and we're going to get into them. Now let's get to the fun part. My schedule has dropped. We got all this. We got everything else out. We got all the draft information out, undrafted free agents out. The schedule's here. And look, we'll let ABG Nation know a little something here. That I'm moving. I'm going to be moving out of New York, begrudgingly. Uh, not permanently, but I'll be in Nevada for a few years for work, for my wifey and stuff. Uh, so, but I'm like, Sammy, I Sammy knows I'm not giving up my season tickets. Okay. I'm still going to try to make every game humanly possible, which sounds nuts. But look, Rodgers is here, guys. You know what I'm saying? Aaron Rodgers is here, guys. So <coughs> I was very interested specifically in the schedule so I can plan my life for the next four or five months. And we can get into it now. Michael, week one to rip it off. Buffalo Bills Monday yep. night football. Let me, let me share. Let me. I got it. I put it up. Oh, you got my, it, Mike. Pop it up for everybody, it. please. On nine eleven, too. Oh my goodness, it's the most bananas. Yeah, the nine eleven. So I got a. I got a little game that we. Were, I was gonna play with you guys. Uh, let's see. Here it is. All right. It's yeah, Monday night football. Ask, ask, ask Wookie Jet schedule. Oh, I, oh, okay. I like this game. Yeah, we can go through. The, we yeah. can go through the whole schedule and also get Wookie's opinion. Yeah. And then we will hold him to it in the future. And if he's wrong, we get to rub it into his face. There like you go. There you go. All right. All right. Um, We're right, having another look. Like you said, it's Monday Night Football opener again. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. I forget this, about it. So this game, guys, has so much meaning to it not just because obviously they were playing on 9-11 not just because this is the monday night football opener the jets will be on the bright stage uh with where aaron Rodgers playing up against but guys it's a divisional game okay so the winner of this will be one and oh in the division and the loser will be oh and one and the ramifications that this will have for winning not just the division but also getting into the playoffs it sets the tone immediate and it sets the narrative immediate. So we're going to know right away, are the Jets here to compete or are they almost there? Yeah, it, 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 it's such a huge game. And you got two superstars. I don't think Josh Allen should be a superstar, but he is. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, we know who he is. We got Sauce. You know, on the outside, we've got we've got, you know, the DBs, we've got the receivers, we've got the running back uh, talent that the Jets have. We've got Coach Sala. What a, what an unbelievable kickoff. And I, I do have to give the NFL credit because I didn't think that this was how they were going to do it. I thought it was going to go differently. This is spectacular. Oh, I love it. I'm so hyped and. I have my opinion on what's going to happen here in this game. Uh, before I do, uh, I think, you know, let's, I don't know um, if, if Sammy or Keith, you guys want to give your thoughts on the bill. I just want to say one thing. There was a time, uh, the 10-year anniversary of 9-11, the Jets played the Cowboys, and Michael and I went to the game, and the Jets were losing that game. It was 24-10 to in the fourth quarter. 
and the Jets made a 17-point comeback. Interception by Darrell Rebus. Field goal by Nick Folk. With time running out, guys. Actually, well, about 20 seconds left to win the game. One of Mark Sanchez's best games ever. Um, I get energized, man, in there with everything that goes on for that day, especially where we live, where we're from, and everything like that, man. And I hope the Jets come in there, focus with Aaron Rodgers, and just kick ass that day. But there's no way to know what's going to happen when you play the Bills. It always seems like uh, it always seems like it's either a complete horror show or a tight one and something horrible happens until last year where we won with Zach Wilson. So now that we know we got a W with Zach Wilson versus the Bills under our belts. Are the Bills so much better this year? I don't know. I think the Bills last year were pretty good. We'll see what they look like this year. What do you think, Sammy? Week one, and then we'll get the Wookiees prediction, WRL. You like the schedule matchup here to start right off against the Bills? We'll be out there Monday night football. First, I do want to shout out to everybody listening right now. You can't see this, but Mike, instead of the Patriots, just put cheaters in his list, and it's amazing. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) They they can see, right? I'm sharing. Yeah, oh, the video they could see. Yeah. Like, for audio purposes, I want to. Oh, 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 audio. Spotify, yeah. Apple, iTunes, Michael. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're 95 percent of you listening to us. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I want you guys to know that we got cheaters listed because that team doesn't exist. Anyway, I think we start the season strong. I think they build up that rapport in the preseason, and we come out of here with the W one and O against the Buffalo Bills. What this do you is think, not, We're not the only New York squad. Okay, no. we're the New York team. That's Canadian football. It's 9-11. We're about to go in there and take I, this. I, I, I love, I love it. And the reason why I got this graph up and I have Wookie is he's the only one that's not a Jet fan. So I don't want our fans to think that we have that biased sway. So I'm, that's why I'm gonna. We're gonna. We got the Wookie's opinion. So Wookie, what happens week one? Week one. The Bills come in and they figure out real quick that the AFC is no longer under their 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 foot because I think the Jets come out with a W. I think the defense the defense shows up big time that night. Rodgers does Rodgers. Oh, did Wookie freeze, guys? Do we have a frozen Wookie, dude? I, love I think he might have froze up on us. I do. I do like the confidence though with the Wookie coming in week one with that W, Michael. And look, if you look, when we when I first you sent me a schedule yesterday that I didn't like the way it looked, the beginning of the year, Mike. But looking at this, we got Bills. Oh, there he is. There's the wolf. Oh yeah, everything just froze up there for a second. I'm just looking at the same thing. I was like, this is Groundhog's Day? Somebody's looping the footage. Yeah, I was like, yo, did you become a ventriloquist? Because you're speaking, but your face isn't moving. That's like <laughs> You think you think W for the Jets week one, I like it. Week two. This is not an easy start to the season here, guys. Let's be real. Bills, Cowboys, Pats, Chiefs. Broncos, Eagles, bye. Then we got the GM. I mean, our, t- our schedule is pretty tough here. Pretty tough. I like the end of it. End of it doesn't look as, as, as scary, man. That week 12 through 18, I like that a lot. But it seems like we're always front-loaded here. Week 2, Cowboys away game. High probability Michael Garris will be in the building for that one. Well, I, Michael, I like that too. <laughs> Wookie, what do you think? Jets week 2. Let's get the Wookiees. Let's run right through it with the Wookie. Win-loss for Cowboys, Jets week 2. This is a tough one that I was, I was discussing with Mike earlier. Could go either way, but I said W then, so I'm staying W now. They're going to get a W against the, the Cowboys. I like it. I like where you're at. I like where the bookie's at. Bookie's coming in with confidence right now in the squadron. Now, here we go into week three. This is where – this is one of those games, guys. Oh, I've been oh. – how long have we been waiting for the Jets – to smack the just shit just out of the Patriots. The hell out of just, just I, I, beat I them by 40 it. points. We have been, I mean, they either destroy us or I don't even know. We win barely. You know, I just, I, I want a formidable ass kicking on this team. 
I'm not trying to sway you. I want annihilation. I want annihilation, and I want it so bad that I just post that pick, that score, and just 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 let Patriot cheater fans know that not only is your franchise cheating, disgusting, <laughs> pathetic, but now you guys are actually worse on the football field than we are by a lot. I I, I, like I want it so bad. Well, what do you think? Week three home game for the Jets. You got us coming in two and zero versus the Pats. You think we figure the riddle out? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely do. It's a W. You're rolling 3-0 going into a really big game. Now, guys, and Sammy, you see this. Three of the first four games are at home. Where if you're someone like me that's staying that one extra month here to get some games in real quick, I got three of the four games. I got three of them right there, which is tremendous. Sammy, what do you think? And we'll ask the Wolf here. The Chiefs, the Jets, we don't know what, you know, there could, anything could happen before the, we play them injury-wise, stuff like that. But now with this current Jet roster, the dreams we're having, the place we're imagining ourselves, which is the Super Bowl, these are the teams we need to beat on the way there if we want to get right. there. Do you think a team like this, Sammy, we're on their level now? What do you think? So, I we're both at this point, we're both 3-0. The Chiefs' schedule up to this point is trash nuggets. They play the Lions, the Jaguars, and, like, the Bears or something like that. So, they're 3-0. We're 3-0. I got to say, though, I think we take this L right here. And I think it teaches us a good lesson for when we see them in the AFC Championship game later in the season. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Wookie, where, where are you landing here? The world champs are coming in. KC Chiefs, home game, our third home game in the first month. What do you think, I think it's a, I think it's a, it, it's a good game, but I think, like Sammy, I think it's, it's the first L of the season, but it's motivation for down the line. I like it. Look, right. we're going to lose to them, lose week four, and then, we'll, like we said, we'll whoop them in the playoffs. I like that. I like where your head's at. Then we got to go out to Denver, mile high. Last year, Russell Wilson was just not good, guys. That's that's being nice. Now, a lot of different reasons why. We've heard a lot of propaganda. You haven't seen this, Mike, but all, me and Wookie have seen it on the most Isley chat with Doc. He's, oh, his mental health coach passed away, and I feel bad for that for Russell. Um, but he also had arm surgery and this hurt and that hurt and all these things. All right. Maybe he had a lot of injuries. I don't know. He did look bad last year. We don't know what Denver team we're going to see guys. If Russell Wilson's back to what he was in the past, he'll be pretty good. What do you think? Wookie on the road here versus Denver win or loss. I don't think Russell's cooking much anything anymore. I mean, it would take a miracle, but not a miracle. Let me, let me, <laughs> he's got talent. So the, the guy's definitely still talented, but something last year was so putrid. Like, you were not expecting that from, from him. Um, so he's going to have to play a lot better to make up for that for this season. But I, I, it's a W. Your defense, if, 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 that's, if Denver's anything like they were last year, I mean, this in my mind, this should be a pretty easy W on the road. Yeah, the lowest QB rating of his career last year for Russell Wilson, guys. Only 16 touchdowns, the lowest amount of his career as well. He threw 11 interceptions. And he only ran for 277 yards. So, Russ was definitely not cooking last year, boys. Guys, Eagles are coming in. I mean, look, Mike was on it last year from week one, from the jump. He had the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, and they were one of the best teams. Jalen Hurts, highest-paid quarterback. Well, was the highest-paid quarterback of all time now. It's Lamar Jackson. This team is absolutely loaded. On paper, by week six when we come to play them, I think we'll have a decent record as well. This is going to be a huge matchup. Mike, this is a primetime game as well, isn't it? Uh, uh, let me check. I'll check right now. Let me, let me look. Uh, uh, no, the, no, it's not. The no, Chiefs no, team is not. Sunday night, and the Eagles is not. Oh, look at that. Eagles is all right. Hey, I thought it would be primetime. I, I'm, I'm mistaken, guys. We have a bunch of other primetime games. That's not one of them. What do you think here, Sammy? Jets, Eagles. 
I know you have us losing to the Chiefs. Do you think we're at this team's level yet when we're this early in the season, or is this maybe a Super Bowl rematch? I, come back I think we match up pretty freaking good against the Eagles, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I think we have the guys in the secondary that covers their weapons. I think laterally we're super quick on the outside. I think we can get after and put some pressure on Hurts. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Hurts is as good as Patty Mahomes out there. So I think we take this W against the Eagles, having learned from the Chiefs and evolved, because now we have a quarterback who like takes that experience, brings that to the young guys, and he's like, listen, we got another Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah. Let's take this win. And I yeah. think he pushes them to that. I think he wills that into existence. Dude, I think of all these teams you see here these first six weeks. Uh, when, you, when you're looking at it, guys, Cowboys have a great defense usually. But I think the Eagles' defense last year was number one in the league. They had the most sacks in the league. I think if our offensive line has any problems, like say we're injured and we, we're not functioning well by that game, that could be trouble because of the way they get after the quarterback. But everything else, I think we stack up pretty good when you look at the talent-wise. I know it sounds it sounds crazy to say these things when we're talking about the Chiefs and the Eagles and be so confident. But now that we have Rodgers... You don't look not, – there's not really any unit that you're like, oh, that's – well, yeah, the corners are garbage, though. It's like everywhere is pretty decent. What do you think, Look, Jets, Eagles, did you already say – I'm sorry. Who do you think is going to win this one? Oh, no. I mean, um, I think it's a tough game. But like like you had mentioned, if there's any issues with the offensive line, that's going to be a defense that's going to really cause a ton of problems. So, I'm, uh, unfortunately, I got the second L of the season coming here. Right. You don't have to feel All bad. Right. Jeff fans know. Jeff fans know we're not going 17-0. There's going to be L's. We're probably going to win some games we maybe didn't think we would, and maybe lose some games we thought. What do we do now? Wookie's biased on week eight, bro. Yeah, and I don't know about this week eight prediction <laughs> from the Wook here, guys. I mean, if he's if he searches his soul and his heart, we know what the answer should be, right? We all know that. Everybody knows what the answer should be for this next one, but we'll see what ends up, guys. Jets, Giants after a bye week, week eight. That's a giant home game, which just makes it way lamer right away. Just immediately lamer because, you know, giant Wookiee, there's not a crowd of Wookiees there. There's not a crowd of fans. Like, there's a crowd of old men sitting on, they have like, you know, things that sit on in their seats. They don't want to get their butts cold and drinking, drinking Chardonnay in the freaking parking lot, eating cheese and, you know, crackers and shit. But, but, G-Men, Jets, how do you see this one shaking out? You think Daniel Jones is going to tear us up, Wookiee? Unless the Giants get so much better than how, how we, we finished and everything last year. I don't see, uh, unfortunately, if I'm being real here, I don't see us beating you guys. Uh, like I said, anything could happen. If we're tremendously better and we're competing at a high level at this point, like maybe I give us a shot, but I, I can't. I, 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 realistically, I, I got to give the, the Jets a W here. All right. I hate, that. I hate that we had to do that to the Wook. Oh, the Wook. How did just come out? They kept it real, guys. Now we have another next team coming up here: San Diego Chargers, a team that one of our friends Dan Scampoli Mon- listening. Monday you know, night hate, football. He hates the most of all time. This is a Monday night football game. Um, this will be a lot of fun. Monday night football, San Diego Chargers. Justin Herbert coming in. I think he after that rib injury last year, he played okay, but the rest of his year wasn't great compared to his previous two years. We're gonna have to see him bounce back and play better this year, Herbert. But that team, I don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler. I mean, he might not be on that team to start next year. So their running back situation, we don't know either. Chargers were a lot of people's favorites to make a real good run last year, right, guys? It'd be that new AFC team. The Bengals, the Chiefs, a lot of people were like, all right, Justin Herbert, look at the defense, look at the signings, look at the offense they have. Then Keenan Allen goes down for the whole year. All their receivers get hurt. Herbert got hurt. 
I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about the team. I don't know what 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 version of them we're going to see by week nine. Mike, we haven't had a chance to ask you really any European Jets that we've rolled through. What do you think? Jets, Chargers, week nine, home game, well, Monday night football. Well, my basic my basic uh, real feeling on this is that the Chargers never play well on the East Coast. They just don't. They don't do well when they have to come all the way over to New York. And I don't think that that team is well coached in any way. Um, I think Herbert is a fantastic uh, quarterback. I think that they are dangerous, obviously, but I'm expecting a W, frankly. I love it. What do you think, Wook? Your former quarterback, Justin Herbert, who shipped away last year for a ton of draft picks in the SCFL. You think he's going to come in and play well, or you think he's just going to walk away with a W in this one? I mean, I, I think even if he does play well, um, I think Rodgers on any given night is just as good or better when he's doing his thing. So I got a W here. Oh, I, I really do. I don't think it makes a difference uh, if they're lighting the world on fire. I mean, your defense is legit. And as I mentioned, I mean, Rodgers will compete with any quarterback in this league on any given any given night. Oh, hell yeah, Wookiee. I like where your head's at, Wookiee, right now. Uh, next game. Now, guys, I'm moving to Nevada probably the end of September, the beginning of October. I'm going to be out here for this game. Mike's going to probably come out. Sam, you might have to schedule some. November 12th the game. I think that's what Mike said. November 12th. You know my birthday is a few yeah. days after that. You yeah. might have to get it popping in Las Vegas. Jets, Raiders. I mean, I think the Jets are going to just destroy the Raiders when they play them in Las Vegas. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath for the Raiders. I don't think Jimmy G is going to be really doing too much this year. Um, I don't know, guys. I think this is an easy W for us. What do you think, Sam? you think that the Jets are going to be able to handle Las Vegas? That team's kind of in, you know, kind of in flux right now. We don't know what they're going to look like with Jimmy G at quarterback. What do you think about the Jets um, taking care of them on November 12th? Yeah, I don't – there's no way they win this game. They just don't have <laughs> enough. Like, yeah. they don't have enough. And, like, I feel like the saddest person on the planet is probably Devontae Adams. Because, like, mm -hmm. in one year he went from Rodgers to Carr, who at least was his teammate for a real long time, to Jimmy G. Like, you just constantly just got worse at yeah. the position. So that's an easy W. All right, I like it. Easy W for Sammy. Now we get into the next game here. That's going to what? be versus the – Oh, no, Michael, what? And what, what is – what did Wookie say? Wookie has oh, a I, I don't even know. No, I'm sorry. I, I have a feeling for whatever reason this is going to be a trap game and one of the biggest upsets that happened this year because you got the Bills that next week you're thinking about possibly being chewing on them in the regular season, really taking a piss on the hill people. You know, I just have an, a strange feeling that if there was ever a trap game, this would be it. So I'm unfortunately, I, I'm not going to switch my pick from before. I'm going to go with the L here. I respect it. He feels it in the plums. All right. I know what that, you mean. That's why I asked. Blue I shoe. And if I they're coming it. in, if they're coming in six and two, man, they could be looking ahead to this next game up in, uh, you know, up in Canada. One of the, I think this is the only international game they play this year, right? We don't have to go to the UK, right, guys? Yeah, this <laughs> is it. This is the only international game they play versus Buffalo. Uh, how do you got this one going? Look, you think they beat the Bills a second time or no? No, unfortunately, uh, they're going to split with the Bills here. So I'm gonna, I got the 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 L here. All right, but I see. You know what? Now, guys, just so you know, and Wookie's Wookie's not too far off here with the win loss, win loss, win loss. The that stretch of our schedule we just went through. That's pretty tough, right? If we're at six and four here, 
we're probably in a pretty decent spot. Now we said this last year. We, well, what were we guys last year before we lost every game? Seven. We were seven and four, right? We yeah. were six and four yeah. in this scenario right here. So we were seven and four last year. But this year, down the stretch, we're looking at the Dolphins, the Falcons, Texans, Dolphins again, Commanders, Browns, Pats. I mean, twelve through eighteen. Now I said that the guys. We said this last year too. We thought there's a lot of W's out there for us. We lost every goddamn game at the end of the year. That's not happening this year. Not, none of that is happening this year. So I got really hyped up just seeing the end of the schedule. I just saw it right in front of my face for the first time. I guys. know. I know. And you know why? Three home games in a row. Three home games in a row for your boy. We like can come home and just stay for three weekends and knock three games out real quick and then head back to Vegas. I love that. I'm probably gonna be missing that Washington game, so this probably be my my last home games for that playoff home game, Sammy. We're sitting in our seats for that one, which I can't wait for. Which I've been waiting for since 2003. 2003 has been 20 years. It maybe I think it was 2003 or 2005. I think 2003 um, when Chad Penn did lit up Peyton Manning, lit him up. Richie Anderson screen pass, start the game off, touchdown. Let's go. Um, sorry guys, I'm losing it right now. I'm getting hyped. I'm seeing this schedule in front of me here. I'm thinking of W's banned through my head, playoff games. So, Wookie, what do you think? Jets, they got Miami at home the first time they're playing the Dolphins this year. Dolphins are a formidable team, pretty pretty solid team across the board. What do you think? W. Your defense that's a W. You're a better team than them. They did improve, but you're you're a better team at this point in uh in the season as well as overall. Also, look, by week twelve. Do we know, and I hate saying this because he seems like a great guy, do we know if Tua is going to be upright playing quarterback? We have no idea. Oh, that's a legitimate you know, concern, like, obviously. He's he's a scary guy to have as your quarterback just from the same – he plays well and he was efficient last year. He really was. He did much better than I thought he would last year. But just some of those hits didn't look that tough, and he was out. So, I mean, that, that's scary stuff, Permanently man. concussed, dude. I know. That's, that's not going to go – I mean, Sammy probably knows a lot about this when it comes to the science, man. He's talking to these kids all the time, the proper ways to hit. They're hitting differently in high school now. I mean, it's, it's the real deal, those brain injuries. And he had a hit last year that first time he went out, which didn't look like much. And he was, you know, on a different planet. So, those are frightening, guys. On the next game, another home game. We got three in a row here. Jets, Falcons. Falcons coming in with a revamp team. Some new weapons on the team. Whoopie, some of them might be on your team. Who knows? What do you think about this one, guys? Uh, Jets, Falcons, week 13. Whoopie, what do you think? Uh, W. Falcons, I, I think, might be a, a nice young team that can build in the next couple of years. But it's not going to happen overnight. So, uh, I think you get another one right here at home against the Falcons. Nice. Falcons are Falcons are hey Keith. Falcons are really a, a quarterback away as a young squad from a, being a force. Think about it. They got Pitts, Kyle Pitts, top tight end prospect. They went and got um, the receiver last year, Drake London. Yeah, right? Drake London. They got Bijan. They got Bijan. So they've got a young, nasty little core there. And now you go get a like. A, Caleb, whatever the hell from USC, yeah. even though I don't want another USC quarterback to touch my squad for the rest of my life. Uh, but you get somebody like that or, or May or whatever these quarterbacks are on that squad, that's a, that's squad for the future. And then you you know what you'll probably see too? Now, I know they want Desmond Witt. They probably want Desmond Ritter to win the job and be their future quarterback. And I liked him. I, I thought he was... I think he has a chance to be really good in the NFL once he gets going. He's a really smart kid and a good quarterback. But Taylor Heineke, man, when he was on the Redskins, he's like one of those dudes, like a Gardner Minshew, who, you know, you kind of look and you're like, oh, this guy's not great. And then his team wins or he has three touchdowns. He maybe throws a pick, but I don't know, he's a scrapper, man. I think he's going to end up starting for them. Ton of talent, like Mike said. Um, they probably need some more help at wide receiver, but I think it's going to take a W there too. Bijan could be a beast. 
That defense, though, last year was a disaster for the Lions. Uh, excuse me, for the Falcons. So I think we light them up. Light those fools up. Michael, the last of this three-game homestand is your wife's favorite team, the Houston Texans, hey, coming into the building. Wifey squadron. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? <coughs> Let's have Tabitha give her prediction. Who she thinks? Yeah, I, I, you know I, what I'm saying? I was about to say. I was about to say. Why don't we just have her? And now she's now, CJ little, Stroud's coming. CJ Stroud. She's got a new quarterback. Um, you know, she's obviously the whole Deshaun Watson thing was a really psychologically damaging situation down here in Houston. Yeah, bro. Um, it took them a while to cope with the fact that they went from this having a young, spectacular, like we got the guy for the next 15 years to he did what? Yeah. And then what? ABG wants to know what your prediction is. Um, Texans, Jets, week. Uh, it's week um, 14. 14. And it's going to be at home in New York. Uh, so come over here. And, oh, you can go. <laughs> so the ABG wants to know what are you thinking? Are you thinking it's going to be a win or a loss for the Jets? Or is your young quarterback going to. Uh, now, yo, now, B, now this is what you got to do. Search your soul right now and be honest. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Don't give me some bullshit about the Texans winning. I don't feel like you feel like that's going to happen, but I'm not trying to sway your answer. What's up, little man? What's up? Welcome. Welcome. What do you think, Tabitha? Do you think your squad's going to be solid this year? What are you thinking about the Texans? Okay, let's be for real. Do you honestly think, as a true Texan, I would ever, ever, ever go against them? Of course I'm going to hard, like, hard, hard Texans win. See, this is not, and this is what I don't like, Mike. You're seeing bad, you're seeing the bad mothering live right on air. You know why? Because you're basically teaching your kids that you know better. You know what the right answer is, but I can't go with it just because. You know what I'm saying? Let's not cover little man's ears when you say this. Or Jets, I'm saying. Texans or Jets. This is the tiebreaker right here. Oh, Texas. That wasn't, look, we can play the video back. Mommy threw the horns up in her child's face and then asked her the question. All right, you're not, that's not even remotely a subjective question right there. But anyway, what do you think? Look, Jets, Texans, how you feeling week 14? I think the Texans are going to be a nice scrappy team this year. It might take them a year or two to get, you know, to get everything to, you know, put it together. But uh, this is, this is three in a row for the Jets right here. All right. Yeah, I mean. I wonder if any of the Texans fans are worried about C.J. Stroud at all. I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's a good athlete. I think he'll be a good quarterback. They take the Dolphins on on the road week 15. We we can never win in Miami. I know last year, Skyler, uh, what was it? Skylar Thompson was his name. We got a W there, I think, last year versus them, um, if I remember correctly. But, man, that was a house of horror for us for a long time. Dolphins on the road. What are you thinking, Mike? This part of the year, we probably are around 9-4 and four here. Jets Miami on the road. This is the beginning of December game. You think we're gonna come, go in there and slap them around? Man, uh, I don't even. So, oh, you feel Miami like they're gonna scary. lose? Miami's scary. Miami's scary because I would say they do have the best wide receiving core. I, I don't want to say core, but the best one-two in the league. But we did. I, they didn't do much against our secondary. Um, they did add. Uh, what's his name from the Rams in the secondary? There's their their cornerbacks were hurt, and they got Jalen Ramsey back there with Xavier, uh, Xavier Howard. I, the the names are great, but 
I don't know, man. They just, um, they just sound, they just fugazi to me in a way. Because <laughs> I like it. I, I just think they're going to take a step backwards, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And uh, I think the Jets go down there. I think we're better. I think we're just better than them. I think we're built to beat them too, because our corners take away their greatest strength, and their running game is not really good, and their offensive line is trash. Yeah. And now our our pass rush, I think, is going to go after them. So. I, I think we go down there and W it. I like it, Mike. I like where your head's at. I mean, yeah, with the running game, they you keep hearing rumors about potentially Dalvin Cook heading there, which would help them a lot. Mostert's okay. Jeff Wilson's okay, but they do need a running back um, down in Miami. And my prediction, I'm going to throw out there at you guys, is by week 15 in this game, the starter for the Miami Dolphins is Mike White. Oh, boy. And that's who we're battling in week 15. I just, I just feel it in my plums, guys. I feel like a big-time, high-leverage, high – intensity end of the season game is going to be Jets versus Mike White. I just see it in the cards. Wookie, what do you think here on the road versus Miami? Jets historically the past decade have not done that well there. What do you think about this game? This is another W. Keep it rolling. You're beating you. You're sweeping the, the yeah. season series against Miami this year. Oh my God. You, I think, I, like Mike said, and you guys have mentioned, I think you're just the better team overall. And, you know, it, the defense against that offense is always a good thing to see. Um, but yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be another W here. Now, guys, this next game, the last home game of the year, is going to be up against the Commanders. The quarterbacks right now for the Commanders is your boy Sam Howell, Wook, Jacoby Brissett, and Jake Fromm. That's the three quarterbacks they have. You know, we'll see what happens with Sam Howell. I'm not wasn't the biggest fan of him, but he's going to get a shot to start for sure. They got Brian Robinson back, McLaurin. They got Dotson. I mean, their offense isn't great. Chase Young has been a bit of a disappointment. I don't know what the Commanders are going to be this year. I really I have no idea what this team's going to be. Taylor Heineke last year did lead them to some, them some wins. Wentz did not get the job done. They seem like, to me, they have a big hole at quarterback. I think this is going to be an obliteration. Personally, this team is not going to be good this year. I think Washington's going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, where are you weighing on this one, uh, Sammy? Towards the end of the year, this is our last home game of the season before we get that home playoff game, Sammy. You think we're going to wax the Commanders? Yeah, listen, I know what they're going to be. They're going to be terrible, Keith. That's what they're going to be. They're going to be terrible. This team is not good. Uh, that's an easy win for us. Uh, I, I mean, they're going to blow up whoever's back there. I mean, I mean, I, 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 why are you saying that? Because of Sam Howell? No, I don't think, honestly, I don't think they figured out their running game yet at all. I think Robinson's a pretty good they don't have an offensive scheme. I lost them a ton last year because Robinson was on my fantasy squad. They, they don't have an identity as they, a unit. Their receivers are pretty decent. They're pretty decent, but they don't have an identity. They don't – there's nothing – are they a running football team? Are they a play-action team? Are they a spread team? Are I mean, they, like, I, I, get, I get that, but I don't think they're as scrub as everyone's saying it. Like, their defense is pretty solid, and they're all, they have offensive weapons. Again, I don't think there's some great team – but I wouldn't just like dismiss them because we don't know what Sam Howell is yet. I mean, I, he's probably not good, but if he's like okay to decent, this team may be better than what. Yeah, but I disagree with you. I don't think the Redskins have good wide receivers. They have one good wide receiver. Jahan Dawson's not any. What Jahan Dawson's a good wide receiver now because he had a couple good games to start the year. Like no, he didn't do anything. I, like think, I think he's and Curtis Samuel. They have a receiving core of all guys that are five foot ten. The whole entire wide receiving core. And Brian, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, those aren't great running backs. Sam Howell was drafted where he was drafted for a reason. He's only starting by default. Like, the Red, Mike, the Redskins are going to be bad. This team's not going to be good. I don't know why you think otherwise. 
I think they're more talented than people are giving them credit for. And Jahan Dotson is, is an up-and-coming wide receiver. I think he has upside and he has some value there. I don't think he's a, he's just a dismissed scrub. I think he's definitely better than people like Elijah Moore. I know that's really not saying much. Yeah. But I didn't I say he was a scrub. I said he had good games to start the year. Yeah. And then he finished with 500 yards. Like I, I, 50 I'm just other saying, receivers. I'm just I saying hear. that just labeling Washington as scrub. I'm, I'm not. But Mike, kidding. my question to you would be this: They are full of scrubs. So why wouldn't I label them that? The <laughs> whole team's scrubs. Not scrub. Where is like? Why is there? Why are you? You're acting like Chase Young is some great pass rusher. He's the most overrated player in the NFL. Go check his log out. He, he had seven sacks as a rookie. He's done nothing since then. Then Mike, they didn't even exercise his fifth year option. He's gone, dude. So uh, we don't have to argue about the Redskins or the Commanders. That team stinks. I'm sorry. I think they stink. But maybe we'll see what happens this year as the year goes on. What do you think, Wookie? Jets, Commanders. Who's going to take a dub? Oh, Jets is taking a W here. You got Jets. That's that, that's that's no doubt to close out the home uh, the home season. Yeah, that's a W. You got, you got Jets at eleven and four right now. Yep. That's aggressive, son. That's aggressive. <laughs> That's I know. Aggressive. That's I like why, seeing those numbers. That's why I had to do this because I I kind of pre I pre ran this with him and I was like, oh what? <laughs> I was like, okay, we're gonna do this live, man. All right, all right, go ahead. And then at the end, of the last two games we have both on the road, guys. We're gonna play the Browns. And I know, look, Deshaun Watson before Browns was one of the. Hey, I, me and Mike talked about all the time. I thought he was as good as Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Last year, a little rusty. You have to think this year he's going to be pretty good with the Browns, and that team will be improved. I think he's the type of quarterback, Mike, if he has his head on straight, you saw him play in Houston a lot too. If he has his head on straight, off the field distractions aren't bothering him at all, right? He's the type of guy that raises the level of play for everyone around him. That's what I saw him do at Houston. I think he's going to do that here with the Browns. They added some weapons on the offense. I think a team's going to be probably better. Maybe you think they're going to stink. Maybe we'll argue about this one too. I think the Browns will be better than people think. Um, I still think the Jets are going to be a better team, obviously. We play the Browns, it seems like, every single goddamn year. What do you think, Wookie? Jets-Browns, second-to-last game of the season here. How do you think going to be another W, gentlemen. 12-5 wow. and five leading into the last game of the year. I'm sorry, 12-4. and four. Yeah, Only four losses here, Michael. He only has four losses for the squad going into this last week of the season. I mean, this is this is just a tremendous miracle year here for the squad if this works out this way. And we have the final week we'll talk about. What do you think, Sammy? End the season off? I mean, it's hard to predict anything now. We're just doing the future giggles. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, w. <laughs> w. This is W, man. I want, I want a sweep of the Miami Dolphins, a sweep of the Pats, and I want, a, I want the Bills to, like, lose one in there, and we take this division. Give me this division. I like... We can be super emphatic with our predictions on May 11th. I like it. I like where we're at. I was aggressive last year. I'm going to be more aggressive this year. We got Aaron Rodgers, baby. Well, that was a run. I mean, when we were at seven and four last year, you look like a genius there for a second. Yeah. You had us. You had us. I think you had us with ten wins last year when everyone else was saying, "Oh, maybe seven wins," you know. Um, and then the team just we, I, I, we should have won three of those last games. And, and I honestly, I honestly think the Patriots are going to be pretty terrible next year. I, I think Mac so Jones well. is good. Like I think that team, they have no skill positions like at all. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be very good. And my boy is a Patriots fan. We talk about it all the time, and he's like, "We're the new Jets. Like we're garbage." So, is that what he said? He said they're the new Jets. Yeah, he just, <laughs> just to, you know, throw another dig at me a little bit. But yeah. he was like, "We're that team. We're in shambles. That team's a mess." So. Yeah, I think that the the Stevenson's a good running back. They have him, and if they run the offense through him, I think that'll be a, a smart way to go. But their backup, James Robinson, who we know last year with the Jets was. 
It's like he had cement on his feet. He was the slowest running back I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm not sure what he's going to have left. They brought in Juju Smith-Schuster to replace Jacoby Myers, which is just absolutely mind-boggling. Just considering what they they basically just got the same exact contract. Myers metrics destroyed Juju Smith-Schuster at every single thing you could possibly think of. Um, I don't know what that was about. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, guys. Devontae Parker, they have their Hunter Henry. Guys, this is not... This is not a good team. Sammy's right. This roster's not great. This team could get smashed throughout the whole season. What do you think? Look, last game of the year, do you actually have the Jets looking, winning 13 games? You're going to go that far? You're going to be that aggressive right now? No, unfortunately, it's going to be a split no. with the Patriots. For some reason, just up there, end of the season, got the you know playoffs going. Who knows if, I mean, at that point, if this works out the way I have it, who knows if a lot of your, your, your guys are actually playing a majority of that game at that point. Okay. Um, That's a good point. I just, I just got an L there, making a nice twelve and five season going into the playoffs. How do you do there? That makes sense, though. That logic that the Jets are smashing people so much that we have to rest guys week eighteen. Michael, do you like that? Do you like where he's at? Um, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Look. Let's respond to what we just saw from Dan Scampoli, okay? And I don't want to ignore the message right before that, Michael. Load that one up too, because we have someone hyped about our late round picks, which I'm also hyped about. But I just want to address Dan Scampoli, a close personal friend of all of us in the show. Week ten. Yeah, this is the same thing that happened with Tabitha. And look, I don't, I don't like to do this to people, but if we sat Dan down, right, and we've taken, he had the, he had the, the EKG on his arm for the line checker, and then the, the charts going like this, and you asked him who's winning that game. I don't think the answer is Raiders, guys. All right? Unless he just wants to lie through his teeth. But God bless you, Dan Scampoli. And I hope you can come out and we enjoy that game together. It's going to be a lot of fun out there in Las Vegas uh, watching that game versus the Jets, man. I get anyone feel bad for us because we always... Yes! Anthony jokes if I do feel like that. That's why Wookie has it as an L. This is what I was saying, Anthony, to, to uh, Mike the other day. was Mike, we were on the phone. I said to you, man, we got Rodgers now. We got all these dudes. And it still mentally feels like when we play the Patriots, I'm like, I feel like we're the underdog still in my head. You know what I mean? It, like, it shouldn't. We have all the studs now. We have the coach. We have the system. We have some consistency when it comes to that stuff. We have Aaron Rodgers. We have all these pieces. And when I look at the Patriots, I'm still like, oh, man. Like, they always figure out a way to embarrass us. And we do always lose to them. And it does seem like when we get our most hyped, Mike, me and you, we end up playing them, something horrible happens. Mike, you talked about this very well last year. Yeah. You got mad about it. You said, why are they always the ones? They're always the ones that kind of ruin our story. You know, they turned Zam Donald into seeing ghosts. Yeah. And and um, Zach Wilson was befuddled by them all his don't like an the idiot, butt right? Don't the butt fumble with yeah, Zach. He became, he became Zach Wilson. I mean, remember week one against the Panthers, you know, his rookie season, he did pretty decent. One touchdown, one interception, you know. We're all like, all right, you know, Zach. And then that second week against the Patriots, four oh, interceptions. Okay. It's just like they, they expose things and destroy our everything. So... Anyway, I, I hate them. But why I was smiling earlier, earlier, earlier is because I knew what Wookiee's record was. And then that was validated because I turned on NFL. Uh, and the first thing they were talking about when they did the schedule release was the Jets schedule. And then there was this young man named Maurice Jones Drew. He loves him. My boy. He loves Maurice Jones Drew because many of you guys know we have a dynasty league. Keith had Maurice Jones Drew on his squad his entire career. I did. MJD, it means a lot <laughs> to him personally. MJD just predicted the Jets schedule 13 and 4. I'm looking up and I'm smiling. Just 
WWW. I said, oh, man. MJ, he's like shaking his head. I don't know. I'm going to go back and rewind here in a second after we're done to hear the commentary. Maurice Jones Drew has the Jets going 13 and 4, fellas. So, so Wookiee's right on top of it. That's my, what Wookiee's prediction is, I'm pretty much right there. I, 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 I think that's pretty much where I'm at. Like, yeah. that, that, I, I believe, yeah. Look, maybe there's going to be a game, like we said, and we, we all know how this works out. Um, there's going to be a game right here that we think we're going to smash, that we're going to probably take a L. Maybe there's a game that we, we don't think we're going to win, that we do win. That happens every year. But they're going to get double-digit wins this year. I don't see how that doesn't happen unless something catastrophic happens injury-wise or something like that. Um, I don't – I mean, Greeny said it, and you heard Peyton Manning say it too, Michael. You mentioned this last week. Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to the squad – and then having to say, okay, this is the Jets system. I have to learn this and make adjustments. Even as good as he is, even if you're a 40-year-old quarterback who's one of the greatest of all times. If you're learning a new system, there will be some um, some things to wrinkle out. He's learning a system he already knows with a guy he respects and thinks is one of the better offensive minds in the league. And it's going to be seamless for him. He's going out on the field next year with all these all this talent the Jets have acquired. The great offensive line we put together here. Running an offense he already won two MVPs in. That's why you see 12 and 5 from the Wookiee and you see Vegas odds going through the roof and all those type of things. I don't think it's just the Aaron Rodgers factor. It's all the ancillary things that happen. All the players we're adding, offensive line when we've added, defensive depth we added, like adding the big guy that we just threw on the defensive line. Like I think all those things are adding up to people looking at the Jets and saying, man, this is a complete team. Yes. Now that they have Rodgers, this is a complete team. When we had the same team last year with Zach Wilson and we were winning and we're 7 and 4. I think it was surprising a lot of people because they're like, well, Zach Wilson isn't really even playing that good. And the Jets are still winning. We're just running the hell out of the ball, right? Reese Hall go down that change. But, man, I can't wait for next year. 12-5 and five looks good to me, guys. A lot of great home games here. Um, this is a lot of fun here to go through these draft picks. I'm hyped uh, with all these late draft picks we got, Michael. Some of the undrafted I like, guys. I we like had. the way the schedule falls, too, guys. We hit off Monday Night Football. We go to the Cowboys. And then, and then we come back home and we play the Cheaters. And I, and I think we can win all three of those games. And then Chiefs is definitely hard. And then the Eagles two weeks later. That's yeah, going to yeah. be tough, guys. Yeah, then yeah. we're going to hit a bye. We come back. We play at home against the G-Men. Then we're at home against the Chargers. Because remember, G-Men are playing our spot. So it's like two home games in a row after the bye. That's healthy. That's then true. we go on the road to play Jimmy G. Right? I'm not really too concerned about that. We go then play the Bills on the road yeah that's gonna be tough right then we're home three weeks in a row versus miami we're w in that the falcons and the texans week 12 13 14 and then and then 16 17 that's w's man all yeah. that and that's that's the, gobble 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 all that and for these young dudes playing with rogers too starting that season off with a lot of those tough games is just gonna build that resolve yeah for that later part of the season where they got so much confidence and swag going into that next, after that bye week. Yep. So I love the way it's set up for us. Man. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and if you look, man, the beginning of the season, like you said, they're, they're going to be playing some tough defenses. They're playing the Bills. They're playing the Cowboys. They have the Eagles there. Denver defense is pretty good. You look on paper, but they have guys. G-Men, G-Men defense wasn't that bad last year. Chargers defense on paper is pretty good. After that, the rest of the year, besides the Bills, you know, you're not playing too many teams that too, too tough a defense until you get there to week 18 versus the Pats, guys. But I like Sammy's approach and what Mike said also. I mean, you get these really hard ones at the beginning of the year versus these 
baller defenses, really, really good athletic defenses. It's going to, they're going to learn a lot, you know, and if they can get to through that stretch there after that week 11 spot and be six and four, I could see them like Wookie has. Wookie has us going six and one the second half of the season, that last stretch of the last seven games. I could see that being realistic. I definitely can, man. I like the fact that, you know, it's front loaded with all these difficult games. I think it puts us in a good spot. It'll test our metal right away, and the team will come together faster because of that, as opposed to having a bunch of layups and you're six and two, and everyone goes, oh, you haven't played anyone. And then you get your butts kicked when you start playing some real teams. I'd rather it be like this, guys, as we build through the year. I'm excited, guys. Great show today. We got a lot in today. Cram the draft stuff in. Got everything with the schedule. We went on forever about the size. Michael, if anyone does want to get at us, support us in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. We're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio. On Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast. And on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, on behalf of the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Sammy O'Hare, and on behalf of the big Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk, the greatest tight end that has ever graced the sport. We're out of here, guys. See you next week. Let's go Knicks.